Yeah, Kevin Durant will be reevaluated by the Suns in three weeks. There are four weeks left in the regular season. What does it all mean? Joining us to uh, talk about it, our Suns insider from Arizona Sports, Kellen Olson, joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Kellen, good morning. And uh, how many requests for uh, use of your footage did you have to respond to on Wednesday night? <laughs> Uh, too many, uh, too many. And then when when Sports Center was on last night, I saw my video. There wasn't an Arizona sports credit. I was like, "Come on, guys!" Well, well that's they shocking. They do that for twenty four hours, said, and I think <laughs> after that, like, yeah, we paid, we paid our due. They lied to me. I can't believe it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, where where are you at in terms of? Because you're really good at, at getting through the emotion of it and getting to the to the realness of what's happening here. What do you What do you make of this prognosis? Three weeks before he's reevaluated. Yeah, I remember when I when I came on your guys' show for the first time after the trade, and one of the questions I believe Vince asked was like, "Do you think that twenty games is enough for this group to kind of gel, find cohesion, and all that stuff?" And I, and I said yes, but it was it had pretty much everything to do with who Kevin Durant is, how adaptable he is, how versatile he is, and so on. But I remember saying something along the lines of like, "It's it's still not a ton of time," and and that's something that I'm really. Thinking about and focusing on it, I wrote a column on ArizonaSports.com about how this is now going to be, if, if three weeks is indeed the timeline, he's going to play the eight or nine games for them in the regular season. And, and now essentially what they are going to have to do is most of that building cohesion, continuity, chemistry, all that stuff, most of it is going to have to come uh, on the fly and they're going to have to develop it together in the playoffs while they try and advance through some of these rounds. And I think that that is certainly... I'm trying to think of a way to phrase it here. I, I wrote it as it's not a reason to count out the team, but it's just a new challenge in, in all of this. I think that it's going to be challenging, like, like I'm saying. It's not a reason to count them out, like I'm saying. But it, I, I, I hesitate as to how much of a problem it's going to be for them. You know, it, it, it's, it's a hard thing to do, to, to build all of, that, all of that up. And I know mm-hmm. how these guys fit in. I know that most of this team has been together for the last two and a half years, but I'm really curious to see how they look for those last five to six games and how much they can go together. Because if you just have one or two games where it isn't clicking uh, together and you're still kind of feeling each other out, that could be the difference in in a playoff series. And and I think that stuff uh, um, really matters. Again, to like reemphasize here, uh, I'm not saying they can't make the finals because of this. I'm not saying they can't win a championship because of this, but I just think that it's, it's a new challenge that you just can't o- overlook for sure. I think a lo- in a lot of ways, Kellen, this season, even before this trade went down, has been defined by the question of who is going to step up in player X's absence. We've been talking about that all year. We're talking about it again under different parameters now, but I think a lot of this falls on, and I don't want to you know single him out, but Chris Paul has been hesitant to shoot the ball at times. He's not been the same offensive threat. The percentages are down, but in this interim, because there is a lot to play for over these last 16 games without Kevin Durant, however long that may be, I think Chris Paul needs to step up the scoring. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree, and I, and I think more so the the two man game between him and DeAndre Ayton has to become more of a, a consistent fulcrum of the offense again, and and setting those two up to score because I think that those two are always going to be a part of the offense with what they do together, but a lot of the time it is setting 
setting things up for others as it should be, right? Like they should be making the right play. They should be making the right option. But I think both of them need to be more aggressive consistently in finding their shot through those opportunities that they get. I think that every single chance that Chris gets when he comes around that screen to take his jumper, to take it to the rim, he needs to take it. And for every chance that DeAndre gets to roll hard or when he has an opening under the rim to seal out, I think both of those guys need to be more aggressive there. And and I think that if they find that kind of chemistry, again, if they find that kind of continuity, again, for, for those two specifically, because we know in those three games without Kevin Durant, their numbers kind of dropped off a little bit. Like if they can relocate that a bit, it's going to be big to have that really rolling again that part of their their both of their games when Durant does return. All right, through your reporting, through your intuition, have you have you come to a better understanding of trying to reconcile what we all, all saw, which was a guy taking a nasty spill all by himself um, and then continuing to warm up for a bit, then signing autographs. Now suddenly we're looking at three weeks possibly on the shelf. The optics don't seem to align, right? Yes and no. I, I think that it was ultimately just, just a freak accident, right? Like, I've been out there for seven years at this point just watching guys warm up like like I always will, and that was only the second time. I don't know if you remember this, Vince. Do you remember when Campaign had a spill, I want to say, two years ago? Yes, I do uh, remember there, that now. There was, that, was, that was the only other time that I remember seeing a player on either team have that kind of situation, and Cam played through it. He had a similar kind of thing where where it was an ankle thing, and he – came out later that night and played, and he played through it. He didn't miss any time because of that ankle, I believe. So it, it's one of those things that just rarely happens. And it, But as the, the video showed, like, it was a pretty severe twist, and that kind of thing can just, like, slowly swell up over time. I, I do think that, that, that you're, I get what you're saying, Dan, in terms of just how normal it kind of seemed, right? And I, and I think that just kind of goes back to, something I asked Seven Booker after the game on Wednesday, which is like how common is it for guys to just kind of twist, turn an ankle in in a workout like that. And Book said it's like something he's done in the summer before and and something he pointed out with Durant and something that I noticed just watching up close is like he goes full speed in some some of those pregame workouts. Like he's really zooming through some of those moves and and that's not why he hurt himself of course because it just but it just adds to like the torque that he's kind of putting in that kind of situation if a freak accident were to occur which is unfortunately what happened kellen olson from arizona sports our guest here on uh, bickley and murata mornings and the first uh, well not the first game because they played without him the other night but sacramento in town tomorrow they're rolling right now very confident bunch they're in the two seed uh they're going to break their playoff drought but when we talk about sacramento on this show maybe it's because of the history recently there's not a whole lot of buy-in on them as a, as a real player in all of this how do you rate the, the kings and their chances to make some noise in the playoffs right now yeah as you guys can tell by how i answered the first question and, and just everything kind of like I, I believe about basketball i think that experience is a big factor as well and and they just have to get their their licks in the playoffs as, as a group and they just haven't really gotten that yet so bonus has a bit of experience obviously harrison barnes carries the majority of it for them but outside of that it's, it's the first moment for guys like deer and fox i will say if, if you guys did catch any of the game last night like they are going to have the home court advantage like perhaps the home court advantage in all the playoffs right now because we saw for ourselves two years ago 
how much a crowd that has been outside of the playoffs for a bit can really change things. And and I mean, they've been out of the playoffs forever at this point, and that crowd is just going to be exploding any chance that it gets. Like right now, you already watch it. Right now, we're in March, and you can imagine what it's going to look like here in a month when they do get into the playoffs. I think they're a little short, too, in terms of depth. I think like once you get past the fourth, fifth guy on their team, you start to question it. They do start a rookie after all. So all of that said, they've got two stars. Jared Fox is a star. Tabata Sabotis is a star. They've got a real home court advantage and they've got a style. Like they they score. They score. So defense ultimately is what comes up in the postseason though. But if they do run into a team that can't stop them offensively, they could they could win a series or two for sure. But with how loaded the West is just in terms of parity and all that kind of stuff, I I, I can't say that I would pick them to win a series right now if okay. I had to. I, I don't know if you caught our our man Charles Barkley on TNT, but he came out and said, Man, I wish I could see the sun schedule and, and Ernie I think said, Yeah, funny, I, I've got this computer here. We can do just that. And and Charles and Charles seemed a little, whoa, look at those tough games ahead of the Suns. Contextualize the end of the schedule and what it might mean for us, Kale. It's funny because I was using this as a, as a positive a couple of days ago because with Kevin Durant in the fold, I think he wanted as many challenging games as possible, again, to build up everything that I was talking about and like add layers to what you're doing, right? But right now, it, it sort of becomes the opposite now where you're worried about seeding and, and falling off and that kind of thing and how challenging it's going to be. I think that anything beyond that, what I'm looking at, not necessarily is them dropping in the standings, but just minute counts, right? I, I think you guys have talked about that a lot on your show this season, how there's been a few too many games this year where we've seen Chris Paul get into the high 30s, low 40s, and and something with Devin Booker to keep an eye on as well is that you don't overrun him, right, with just him coming back and really finding his form right now. I think that those two guys in their minutes specifically without Kevin Durant, because naturally they are shorthanded without him, without everything they gave up, and then without him, they are going to be shorthanded in these games, especially offensively, especially with ball handlers. So keeping an eye on the minute totals for those two guys is what I'm going to be watching for more than anything. But yeah, I believe it's the second toughest schedule in terms of strength and schedule remaining. So it's a tall task ahead of them. No doubt. Kellen, great stuff as always. Thanks. We appreciate the time this morning.